Welcome back, everyone, to the Kick-Ass with Class podcast. Today, we are getting mindful. We are discussing meditation as a secret weapon to kickstart creativity in our work. I hope you follow along with us online. You can check us out at the website, moreclass.com. That's more, K-L-A-A-S.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Um, You can also engage with us where we're most active, which is LinkedIn. Um, But let's get started. So meditation as a secret weapon to kickstart creativity in our work. Uh, So for those fitness fanatics out there, we all know about HIIT workouts. It's all the craze in the last 10 years or so. Um, And by HIIT workout, that's H-I-I-T which stands for high intensity interval training. So different than traditional workout that follows the format of something like um, a gradual incline in velocity followed by a sustained plateau and then ending with a controlled decline. Um, in other words, you have a warm up, a sustained effort, and then a cool down. A HIIT workout consists of short bursts of intense work. Um, and that short burst can be anywhere between 10 to 60 seconds, followed by an equally short reprieve and then back to the intense burst. Uh, The overall workout can be anywhere between 10 to 30 minutes, um, but it gets all the benefits of a traditional long workout, but in less time, and maybe even more growth. So studies have shown that a HIT model can yield double the results of traditional methods. So you've heard the saying, work smarter, not harder. (laughs) Well, if we're thinking about the HIT workout, it's work smarter about how you work harder. So, I'm no kinesiology major, Um, I'm not a personal trainer, but I do know that as I get older, it's harder for me to sustain the same level of high output that I may have done when I was younger. Uh, For those of you that know me, you know that one of my favorite movies, um, I cry every time I see it, is We Bought a Zoo. So in We Bought a Zoo, Matt Damon is the main character. Um, He loses his wife in the beginning of the movie. It's not a spoiler alert. Um, I think they even talked about it in the previews. But anyways, Matt Damon's character, he loses his wife. Um, naturally, his life, his relationship with his kids, and the zoo, which he purchases on a whim, um, they're all in disarray. Now, he's coached through this by his goofy but wise older brother. And the older brother is played brilliantly by the actor Thomas Hayden Church. Um, and as he's helping Matt Damon tackle all that life is throwing his way, he says to him, You only need 20 seconds of courage, 20 seconds of courage. Well, I think that's true. Um, And I know that while I may not be as physically fit as I once was, um, when needed, I can push out 20 seconds of sustained uh, high intensity effort, just like the best of them. And I think that applies here, not only for the HIIT workout, but also as we start to think about meditation. So what in the world does all of this have to do with creativity in the workplace? That's a great question. Let's get into that. So there was a study and it was performed um, at the University of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. Side note, everyone out there, we actually have listeners to the podcast from the Netherlands. Now, I don't know who you are. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, um, but it shows up on my um, listener report. So Netherlands, we salute you. We're happy you're here. So anyways, there was a study performed at the University of Rotterdam in the Netherlands. And the goal of the study was to understand what, if any, impact meditation has on creativity, as well as innovation. But it wasn't just any type of meditation, it was micro sessions. So similar to our HIIT workout, micro sessions. So they took 129 students um, at the college and they were separated, separated into three groups. And they then asked all of the groups to come up, 
come up with potential new business ideas which utilize drones. So how many types of businesses can you create that incorporate drones? But before they started their brainstorming sessions, they took the three groups again and they gave them three different types of instructions. The first group, they had guided meditation. Um, so they took them through a guided mindfulness meditation session for approximately 10 minutes. After that 10 minutes, they started their brainstorming. The second group did something similar, but they didn't guide them. They, had, they said, hey, take 10 minutes before you start your brainstorming and just think creativity, uh, cre creatively. So just relax for 10 minutes and they get started. And then the third group, um, they didn't have them participate in any type of meditation. They simply said, hey, just get started on your brainstorming session right away. So here's what's interesting. All three groups had approximately the same level of output as the potential use for these drones, um, but there was one difference. So the group that had the guided meditation had a 22% wider range of ideas. So um, if there's musicians out there, you can think of it this way. If each group had to sit down at a piano and come up with song melodies, all three of the groups would have come back with 100 melodies. They all came back with the same amount of potential songs. But two of those groups, um, those with no meditation and those with just this fake meditation, all the songs that they came up with would have been in the key of C, um, which by the way, uh, just also happens to be the most commonly um, used key in songs um, published. But yet the group that had the guided meditation session also had 100 songs, but they ranged in key. They ranged from the key of C to D major, um, A minor to E. So this wasn't just limited to studying students. So they went and they said, well, is this also the case within corporate environment. So they went and found executives um, that were responsible for innovation within their business. And again, they had about 10 minutes of meditation prior to tackling a brainstorming group session. And the topic of the session was on creating inclusivity within their business. And unsurprisingly, the results were highly creative. And the participants themselves not only were more creative going into those brainstorming sessions, the output was more creative and they were energized, they weren't drained. Um, and I think that's important because when you think of going into meetings, um, whether it's a brainstorming session or whether it's a, you know, um, you know, a session that is tackling one particular subject, we all know what it's like to walk out of those sessions. We can feel drained. So we have students that work through this guided meditation. Um, their creativity is sparked. We have executives that go through this guided meditation. Again, their creativity and their energy levels um, are sparked. So now if meditation can spark creativity, which of course the studies support, then why isn't it used more often? And I believe that much of that has to do with the fact that there's a misconception of what meditation um, is or maybe what it can be. If you ask me about meditation, um, I picture a dark room, um, people in yoga attire, uh, sitting cross-legged. There's a deep effort to get deep thought. In other words, it sounds exhausting to me and time consuming. Um, heck, I can't even touch my toes. How in the world am I supposed to bring myself, um, bring that type of effort into the working environment? I'm going to be tired before I even go into my meetings themselves. But meditation is not yoga. I think they're just commonly associated with one another. In fact, meditation can actually be multiple things. Let's dig into that. So we did this before. In the last podcast, I talked to you about being a word nut. When I want to learn about something, I look at the definition of the word itself. 
So meditation, of course, stems from the word meditate, which can act as both an intransitive verb as well as a transitive verb. So the intransitive definition of medita meditation or meditate includes the engagement of mental exercise for the purpose of reaching a heightened level of awareness. Um, and that level of awareness could be a spiritual awareness. While the transitive definition of meditate is to focus one's thoughts on something um, or to ponder on something. So you can meditate in a moment or you can meditate on a moment. An intransitive verb does not require a thing. It doesn't require a noun. It is an action without the need to be focused on a thing. Whereas a transitive verb, an action accepts a thing. So you want to talk about meditation and a pathway to creativity. Just dwell on those two definitions alone going into your next meeting. I think you will have very, very deep and relaxing thought. So each have a unique place and a value. Uh, but just thinking about those two types of acts and purpose of meditation free in my mind how, why, and when, and in what form I can apply meditation in my life. So again, how does that relate to work? Meditation in business, um, it's on the rise. Uh, now it's typically tied to corporate wellness programs, so workplace wellness programs. Um, now workplace wellness programs were once only focused on improving health screen variables for employees. They wanted to address weight, um, blood pressure, uh, cholesterol, um, but there's been a shift more recently towards total well-being. And now when you talk about workplace wellness, you're thinking about things like sleep health. Um, how can we help our employees with their sleep health? How can we help them with their financial health? But the crutch in all corporate wellness programs over the years has always been a definitive ROI. Um, it's just plain hard to measure. Um, I know people that work within that business and they all say the same thing. You can get a business hyped up about this, they'll implement a program, um, but after a year or two, they're going to come back and say, well, where's the ROI? But perhaps they're measuring the wrong thing. Um, it's not the health cost, but maybe it's the business cost to innovate. What is your investment in which you have to make within your business to innovate? And what if they started to measure the value of the creativity and the transformative innovation, which can stem from individuals and teams who have meditative practices? Maybe that's the type of ROI that they're looking for. I have a close friend, he works in the lawn care business and year after year, he's the number one most productive team member in the business. This is not a small business, it has multiple locations all across the Midwest. Now he's a hard worker, he truly loves what he does. Um, and he's also found and measured and improved upon efficiencies within his job to make sure that he can be efficient in his job. But he was telling me the story a couple of years ago, one of the leaders, one of the executives in the business came to him and asked him and said, hey, John, what do you do that makes you so productive? <laughs> because ultimately they want to be able to teach that to other people within the business. And he said, you know, it'll sound silly, but before I start each job, I pray. Before I start each job, I pray. So whether you believe in God or not, studies have shown that the power of prayer, or even this particular case, um, meditation is a real thing. So he's taken a conscious, paused, and immersed moment to meditate on that job and be in that moment. So to go back to our intransitive and, transit and transitive verbs of meditate, he's pondering on that job and he's reaching for a heightened awareness within his place in time, within that moment. 
So what about you? What can you do? Um, if it were me, I'd first dig into what meditation is and what it can be for you. So if you look up meditation, there's typically nine different types of meditative practices. There's mindfulness meditation, there's spiritual meditation, there's focused meditation, movement meditation, um, transcendental meditation, progressive meditation, loving kindness meditation, visualization meditation. And the last one is mantra meditation. When I say mantra meditation, I, I automatically go to George Harrison's brilliant mantra-backed song, My Sweet Lord. I just love that tune. So as you learn about each one of these, um, there may be one more than others that are more at reach for you today. Um, and others may be further out. Uh, it might be a carrot for you to try to achieve. Um, understand where you can take advantage of these different types of practices. Experiment to see which of these meditative practices sparks your creativity, brings you at your best. Uh, there's also, of course, technology that can help with this. Um, there's apps out there. Um, the most common apps when you think about meditation are Calm as well as Headspace. Now, in the Harvard Business Review, um, they listed 10 steps to meditation, which you could print out, you can put it at your desk. Um, and if you're gonna be wanting to try to meditate going into your next meeting, um, you can follow along with these steps. And those 10 steps are this. First is find a place where you won't be disturbed. Sit in a comfortable position, set a timer, gently close your eyes, ask yourself what you are currently experiencing and observe your feelings when you get those answers back. Um, observe the sensations, observe your thoughts. Shift your attention to your body. Spend a moment or two zooming in on the sensations in places that touch the chair to the floor, your body to the chair, your body to the floor. Then shift your attention to your stomach. Observe your sensations within your body. Focus on how it extends and falls every time you take a breath. Observe your breathing but don't change your breathing, just observe your breathing. And at some point, your mind will naturally start to wander away. And when you realize that your mind is no longer in the present, recognize it as a moment of awareness and shift your attention back to your breathing, back to your breathing. Now focus on your whole body, observing your posture, observing your face, and when you're ready, or maybe when the timer ends, get back to work, open your eyes and see how that feels. But if you ask me, what's my number one advice if you want to try to include uh, meditation uh, to spark creativity within your workplace, just create the time to do so. We all are battling time. Um, many of us are now working remotely and chances are if you work remotely, you're moving from one virtual meeting to the next. Um, we used to have a walk down the office hallway between meetings um, or maybe a commute to and from work. And those were natural placeholders for an opportunity to meditate, to pray, um, to prepare your mind on your task or to be within your environment. But if you're working in your home office, that's hard to do. We're just plain busy. So my advice, block your calendar. People, I am telling you, a 25-minute meeting is just as productive as a 30-minute meeting. A 45-minute meeting is just as productive as a 60-minute meeting. And that time back is an opportunity that is returned to you and that will pay creative dividends back to you. So just like we learned about the benefits of the HIT exercise, treat your mind the same uh, to the same experience. So replace the high intensity 
with high intention interval training for your mind. And if you forget about everything else, remember that in 1992, um, En Vogue released the album Funky Divas. And on Funky Divas, En Vogue had the hit song that still holds up today, Free Your Mind. The lyrics, free your mind and the rest will follow. So that's it, folks. Check us out online, follow along. Um, reach out to us if you have questions and you want to talk about this further. But free your mind and creativity will follow. Cheers.